Welcome back to Home Church Sunday Morning Bible Study, and today we're continuing our look at the book of Joshua. And we've covered a lot of ground already, and today we're going to cover several chapters. And I'll admit to you, as you're reading through the book of Joshua, a lot of this hunk that we're going to read today from chapters 13 through 19 feels a little bit like somebody's reading you an atlas with no pictures, or like somebody has you sitting down in probate court reading to you a will about an inheritance that you don't receive. But I promise to you, as we dig into these chapters, that there is truth about us as God's people and about God's character that we're going to dig out together. So if you have your copy of Scripture, I invite you to join me in Joshua chapter 13. And here is what it says in the first verse there. When Joshua had grown old, the Lord said to him, You are now very old, and there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. Now, remember Joshua's instruction, be strong and courageous and go into this land that the Lord will give you and take it over. And from the very beginning, God has been clear that this wouldn't happen in one day. That it's going to be a process of pushing out the people who are there to claim this promise God has given them. That they must take possession of what God has promised them. God has made the way, but they must grab it. But now Joshua is getting old. He's been at this work for a long time, and a few of the Transjordan tribes have been settled. But most of God's people are still nomads, still waiting to be settled into the land that God has promised them. So look with me starting now in verse 6. It says, As for all the inhabitants of the mountain regions from Lebanon to Misrapah Ma'im, that is the Sidonians, I myself will drive them out before the Israelites. Be sure to allocate this land to Israel for an inheritance as I have instructed you, and divide it as an inheritance among the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. So those who are left, who have not yet gotten their promised land, God says to Joshua, you're old, but in these last days of your life, be sure you carry through with what I've been telling you to do. The time has come. I, God says, will drive these people out in front of you. I will help you find your way into the promised land. Give the allotments of the inheritance to God's people. And then from this point forward for the next several chapters, we get lots and lots of geographic details of exactly where this tribe is going to be and exactly where this tribe is going to be and how the boundary goes from here to there and how this tribe is in these cities. And it can be a little overwhelming. But the big picture here, if you zoom out and you think, why, when they were riding in a day and age where you had to kill an animal and dry its skin and preserve it, why is this the Word of God? Why do we need all these geographic details, all these deeds of property of what tribe goes where? Why all this trouble about this? If we zoom out, we can see that God is setting aside this inheritance, that God has decided that this is the land of God's people, the promised land, and that God is fulfilling all God's promises. When they were still in slavery in Egypt long ago, before the Exodus, before they crossed through the sea on dry land, much less crossing through the Jordan on dry land, God had promised that this was going to happen. And now God is going to see it through. And then we get to verse 13 of chapter 13. And we get the first little wrinkle, the first little 
idea that this thing that God has promised, that God's given them their inheritance and they are to take it, that they're not quite doing it as fully as God instructed them. Verse 13 says, But the Israelites did not drive out the people of Geshar and Makkah, so they continue to live among the Israelites to this day. Now, this is a big deal because God was clear about what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to go into this land and push out the people who were there, defeat them with God's help, push them out and lay claim to this land. But they didn't quite do it. We have this example here. We also later on will have the example of Jerusalem where the tribe of Judah doesn't put out the Jebusites. We have the example of Gazar and Manasseh not pushing out the Canaanites. We have these times over and again already in these chapters where God's people don't quite follow through with God's instructions all the way. They hold back for whatever reason, they hold back from doing what God's asked them to do. And right now, here and now, it's not much of a problem. But we're going to see as we turn the page further into Joshua and ultimately into the book of Judges, that not following through with grabbing hold of God's promises is going to lead to problems for them. But let's pause for a moment and push that to the side and begin to think about this inheritance that God is giving to all of God's people. The tribe of Judah gets the hill country, the other tribes get other parts of the world, and the Levites, we're told over and again, they don't get an inheritance of land because they are to serve the Lord and worship, and so their inheritance is the Lord. But each of these tribes is given their inheritance. And then we get a couple of particularly interesting people. In chapter 14, we get the story of Caleb. Now, you may remember from way back that God sent these spies into the land and they all came back and the people were terrified because of the reports of these big, terrible, mean people who were living in the promised land. And so they have to spend a while waiting before they can go in. But there was one minority report. There was Caleb and there was Joshua. And they said, yes, the people are big and terrifying, but it is all the things God promised it was. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It is plentiful. It's everything that we need. We should go and take it. God is with us. We can do it. But because of the unfaithfulness of the majority of God's people, they spend extra time, you remember, out in the wilderness waiting to cross into the promised land. Ultimately, Moses dies while they're there, and Joshua comes into leadership. But Caleb lives on. And Caleb, who was a relatively young man way back when, when he was sent in as a spy, now, these decades later, is 85. But we're told he still has the vigor of the Lord as much as when he was a young man. And so God gives Caleb exactly what God promised him. God had told Caleb when he was a spy, you will get all the land that your feet tread upon. And that's exactly the inheritance that God gives to him. And over and again in these chapters, 13 through 19, we see these places where God has promised a particular thing to a particular people and they get it. In chapter 17, we're reminded of the story of Zelophad's daughters who, who said, our brothers have died, but we deserve an inheritance from our 
father. And so when they get to the promised land, God gives them just what God had promised to give them. The Levites, they get the, the Lord. Caleb gets his land. The daughters get their land. And each of the tribes get their land. And after all these particular promises have been met, all of these stories that are reflections of God's faithfulness through the years, through the pages of Scripture, are met, then we have this great casting out of all the leftovers. The people of God meet outside of the tent of meeting and they cast lots to figure out who goes where. And tribe by tribe, they are assigned their spot. Their inheritance is given to them. And then God tells them, go and take it. There's this one tribe that's upset that they don't think they've gotten enough land. And Joshua, speaking on behalf of God, says, if there's a forest there, go and take it. Your inheritance is as large as you are willing to go and grab. Go and take the promised land God has given you. But we get to the end of this parceling out. And the last person to receive their inheritance is Joshua, this one who has faithfully led God's people, who has been strong and courageous, who has grabbed hold of the promise. And we get to the end of this story, and one could be forgiven for thinking, my goodness, it's happened. God promised this land as inheritance. Now all 12 tribes have found what God has given them. But remember... Remember that thing about how they didn't quite follow through all the way with what God told them to do? God said, push out the people who are living there. It is for your good so that you can be faithful to God. God has given you this promise. Now grab hold of it. I think that's something that we should spend just a moment thinking about today. Now, God's covenant with us has changed. No longer is it about geography. Instead, it's about this new kingdom that Jesus is bringing to earth. But just like God's people in the day of claiming the promised land, we have to be careful that we don't, we don't spend just a half measure of devotion. But instead, we go fully committed to what Jesus has called us to do. You see, the, the problem wasn't that they didn't move into the spot that God told them to. They went through the motions. They claimed their land. They moved in. They built houses and lived in them. They, they did all the stuff. But God had been clear that he had called them to push out the people who were living there and to, to lay claim so that they were purely and totally devoted to the Lord. And they didn't do it. And we're going to see in the weeks ahead in Joshua, and certainly when you turn the page into Judges, how much of a price there is to pay for their not following through faithfully with the fullness of what God told them to do. And so as we think about this and think, what in the world does all of this inheritance land and all this promised land and what tribe gets what thing, what does this have to say to us here and now today? Why is this God's word for us? I think this is the thing that we can begin to ponder. Have we fully and completely grabbed hold of the promise that God has given us? God gave them the promised land and said, take it. And in a way they did, but not as fully and totally as God had instructed them to do. And if I'm being honest, if we're being honest together, there is a way in which we have begun to grab hold of the promise that is ours in Christ Jesus. 
In the same way, though, we are all too often people who give only a half measure of devotion and don't go all in, who, who begin to make Jesus our Savior and claim that He is our Lord, but don't quite allow Him to completely and totally be Lord of every aspect of our lives who say that the most important part about our identity is that we are followers of Jesus, but then let all the other aspects of our identity trump those things day in and day out. And so today, as we reflect on God's people, on these Israelites who grabbed hold of the inheritance that was theirs, let us ponder how we might grab hold of the inheritance that is ours, and not with a half measure, with a full measure. Where in your life, where in your life are you saying, ah, I want to follow Jesus, but not quite like that? What are you still holding on to and saying, Jesus, you can be Lord of my life, but not in this particular way. There's this thing that I want to still have control over. Whatever that is for you today, Perhaps we might be inspired as we look at this story from the book of Joshua, that God is faithful to all of God's promises, and He has invited us to grab hold of them, fully and totally devoting ourselves to our Lord and Savior Jesus. And if there are places where you have been holding back, where you've not been all in, where you've not taken up your cross and followed the narrow path, the way of Jesus, then maybe today we can decide together. We'll take one more step of faithfulness. We'll loosen our grip a little bit more and open our hands a little bit more to the fullness of God's promises for us. So what is it? What is it that God is asking you to let go of or to push out and what is it that God is calling you to go and to possess? It is the fullness of God's promise. Let us be found faithful, even as God is always faithful. This is the story of Joshua, of God's people grabbing hold of God's promise. Let us, here and now, in our own way, do the same. God bless you.